What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to the Dropping Knowledge Podcast. I'm sitting down today with my good buddy, Roger, who a lot of you guys probably already know. How's it going, man? Good, man. Good? We got a, a big day ahead of us? Yeah. We're already, we're already halfway through the day, but... It's been productive already. Hit the gym. Hit the gym this morning. We're going to the Knights game later. We'll talk about all that stuff in a second. Playoffs, round three, game one. <sighs> Playing Canada now. Stakes, stakes are tough now. Stakes like, are high. Like it, it's no different. We just played Colorado, but now it's like, oh, we're playing the people who like invented this shit. <laughs> so it's like, it's like, damn, man. Um, I, I like to kick off these podcasts recently, especially because I've been having so many guests with explaining how I became friends with a lot of the people who I'm working with. Last episode was my buddy Will from Danger Close Armament, where I was a customer of his. And that's how I've become a lot of friends with like business owners like yourself so I guess for act like people don't fucking know who you are. Let them who you know. Give them your vlog intro. <laughs> <laughs> what's up, everyone? My name is Roger. I our, own a company. Our vlog goes like uh, YouTube. What's going on? If you're new here, my name is Roger. I own a company called QVO Tactical, where we make holsters and gear, and also film content for the channel. QVO Tactical, right behind us here for those watching on the the video podcast. I still get people in the videos like, "Hey, where did you get that holster?" <laughs> <laughs> so dumb. In, in in like your own gun videos. Yeah, like I, I'll literally go over like if you, and now I just do a whole segment like every time like hey, I know you're gonna ask here's the holster it's made by us and then people are like who's it made by and oh then it's like and, you know because you can't link stuff yeah yeah so, I mean it's kind of a pain but whatever yeah that sucked I had to go through and remove a ton of like links it's in my description involved, but... yeah, involving gun stuff yeah anyway so uh, I became a customer of Rogers I think I found you on Instagram back in like twenty twenty thirteen no no. Yeah, 2013. 13, yeah. I, I was in college at the time just looking for holsters, whatever. You were literally my sixth customer ever, number six. And, and that was in... Um, Santa Cruz, California. Yeah, Santa Cruz. So I, I found you on Instagram. I bought a XDS holster, and then I hit you up for a Glock 17 with like threaded barrel and whatever. Yeah, you'd hit me up wanting like a two-tone double-layer XDS. So I, I still... That. Yeah, and then you... Yeah, I, and I was like, I was like, hey, it'll be super thick, but you can always just slide it out, and then like you're like, hey, I could take this out. I, I did slide <laughs> it out. Yeah, I still have that holster. The second one, um, you don't, obviously don't do this anymore because your company has grown so much. But I remember sending you like cell phone pictures of the gun next to like a ruler. Oh, because so you had the like, comp on it. I not even a comp, just like the the threaded barrel mm, and everything yeah. and whatever. So we yeah. still we still do, like well now like we don't have to do that now like we just we develop molds that will accommodate all of that. So. Yeah, you have a mold that would definitely work with. I mean, most of that stuff now. Yeah, it's stuff we learned like like learning how the Glock thirty four with like if you're gonna do a weapon light like kill R one X three hundred, it doesn't matter what the length of the Glock is. Yeah, because that's gonna the light's longer than the, the gun regardless. And that's where the retention's gonna come from Correct. too. Yeah. So I was a customer of his for a long time. I made some videos on YouTube, and he was like. Yo, that's dope. Uh, people have been twelve hundred subscribers at the time. Yeah, and some I I got your video. Like you're like, hey, I made this video. It was the one where you're like, um, I think I laid out like three different holsters or yeah, something. Yeah, and then you're like showing appendix, showing the wing, like just like just great explanation, articulation of everything. Like like describing it better than we could at the time. And so I sent it to John, and John like his text back, put that kid on payroll. <laughs> <laughs> now here we are. That was yeah, like I was I was if for you guys that live in Vegas. I was in the parking lot of Han Surplus out off of Lake Mead. It's like a military surplus store. Okay, but it's we needed. Um, I was filming some stuff because like by that time we had moved. I'd moved back to Vegas. Um, and I was filming a commercial for my medic. Oh with, yeah, with yeah, trauma, and I needed uh, uh, smoke grenades. Okay, and so we'd gone over there to pick some up. And that's when I, I was in the parking lot watching that video. 
Yeah, that's when you called me, actually, because yeah. I remember I, I was working in, I think I lived, or no. Well, so yeah, so the first time I was a customer was 13, but that was like a, like a year or two later, mm -hmm. maybe. And you're like, yo, you should come to Vegas. We're getting smoke grenades and this and that. And I was like, cool, smoke grenades. Like, I never messed with that stuff before. Um, so yeah, that's how Roger and I became friends. Um, he left his job, previous job, to pursue QVO full-time roughly the same time that i was thinking about leaving my job i and called him every day for a few months yeah he he left his job after one of the shot shows and then like every day calls me yo you quit yet i'm like no i'm thinking about it yo you quit yet no and then i finally quit i called i was like yo dude i quit my job and you're like cool <laughs> click hang on cool. get to work <laughs> <laughs> cool cool now let's go build stuff Ooh, whammo's here hey whammo that's roger's dog um, so quit my job, came out here and I hung out here for three months or something like that. We yeah, built, we built the whole set yeah, that you guys see behind us right now. We, uh, you had started helping me film, like starting like our vlog, like our, my, my first vlog, like we made, I did uh what is it? Five minute vlogs every single day for 75 days, Monday through Friday. Cause that, I started, that's a lot. Yeah, it was like, it was fun, but like editing on my iPad was just super quick mm -hmm. and like it made our following get like huge. Like we got to 10 K super quick. Mm -hmm. And you're at, I think there's a counter behind me. It's uh, 28.7. 28.7 dude. Doing and, good things. Well, I, I just remember like talking to you and then like, I was really big into Casey Nice at the time. And like, he talked about how like the first 10 K was the hardest for him to get. Yeah. And then, uh, so I started doing that cause he talked about Jesse's method of vlogging, but Jesse's there for like what, every day for six years. Jesse Driftwood. Uh, I don't know. Is it the guy? Oh, Jesse Wellens. Yeah. 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 I like, vlogged every day for six years. Dude. I, I respect that so much yeah. because I just made daily videos for not even a week for five days straight. It's exhausting, man. As I'm traveling. Yeah. I'm just like, dude, I just can't do it anymore. And it becomes kind of demotivating because I find that like when you make daily videos, it's hard for people to keep up with them. So like the initial people who are on like notification squad, they'll watch them when they come out but the views will be relatively low. And then since you put out five videos in the last week, it takes a while for people to like go back through and watch them because they got a million subscriptions right. in your box. But yeah, I don't know. It's a, uh, I would love to do daily videos. I guess if I had an editor and like a filmer where I didn't have to do everything well, start to finish. November, I was only making it five minutes. Yeah, true. That, that like that helped. Like I cut out way more than got to make the, like the, yeah. the actual final cut. And like just vlogging too is a little bit, easier because like whenever i'm making videos i'm all like well especially recently i'm like doing shit like i'm going on hikes i'm exploring places i'm, I'm trying to i mean i'm, I'm doing what i would normally right. do but like it, like for a five minute vlog dude, just a trip to visit mike would be yeah that, that's done yeah and, right. and I, i've thought about doing that but i don't want to like oversaturate my main channel with a bunch of vlogs again because i mean i started just doing stuff like that but then i got more into reviews and like specific adventure type of videos and like build videos, how to stuff like that. So, what do you know. feel like the um, like how do you, like so for me? I I thought it wasn't gonna do well, and then after about two months of doing it, saw it doing really well. Like, how, what do you think yeah. like the time that you have to do? Like, what's the time that you have to wait to see how it does? Yeah, that, that's a question that a lot of people who are starting out on YouTube they 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 want to know because it's like, oh, how long do I have to do this until you see success? And there's no like right answer for it. Um, I, I would say. When, when I started my channel, I didn't, like, I was watching a lot of the big YouTubers like Casey and uh, Jesse occasionally, Peter McKinnon, and um, it, 
I, I was just like, my life's kind of interesting. I'm traveling around right now. So if I make one video a week, that's doable while I'm working nine to five, like I can totally make that happen. And I didn't see success. I think my first year I was at like a f maybe 5,000 subscribers. And then once I got closer to 10, it re like I had a few videos that really started taking off and then um, making gun videos, Sunday gun day that exploded because everyone was searching for like product reviews, which is why I still do product <clears throat> reviews. Now it's something that I enjoy doing, but it's also searchable. So it's good to do that. But yeah, I would say like, I don't know if you're just straight up vlogging, I don't know how long it would take. What do you think? I think it just depends, man. Like, uh, for me, like I said, like I started seeing like, like not, I mean, huge growth for what I was doing. Mm-hmm after like two months of doing it, all of a sudden we're talking like went from like 600 to like 6,000 yeah all of a sudden it's like hey you gained you know 2,000 followers like, hey you gained another 2,000 followers and I was like whoa what's going on yeah and then like I stopped for like two months and just took a break and like man just the comments of like where's the vlog like I look forward to this every day like where's my five minute I was just like yo whoa what's going on yeah and then as soon as you stop everyone's like wait I liked all that free content <laughs> like now what am I gonna watch um, I guess that's how it goes. Uh, I, I think though, also for us was like, uh, remember how we used to shout out a customer every video? Yeah, that's true. We'd pull an order. Mm -hmm. We should do that. We should do that in today's video. We're good. I don't know if anyone uses my code anymore since I removed everything from my descriptions. Maybe occasionally. I don't know. Um, so I, I got a bunch of random like reoccurring questions on the podcast. Actually, before we get into the dumb questions, what what else? Uh, what else is going on in your life? Life's good, man. Um, oh, the Tesla. Oh, yeah. What is that noise? Anyway. Talk about the first one or the second one? Uh, yeah. Oh, we said we were going to talk about yeah. that. I mean, if nothing, you want to. Nothing crazy. Uh, on my birthday, like, uh, I was a passenger in my Tesla. Uh, we were, I mean, it, it, we, we got into a rollover car accident. Thank God nobody was hurt. Uh, we're all okay. Uh, my shoulder's a little still messed up, kind of going like a chiropractor for it. But, I mean, that's yeah. all that happened. Um, I will say this, like if you are thinking about buying a Tesla and worried about the glass, uh, ceiling, glass, roof, the glass roof, I mean, it cracked, but man, like literally like for what happened in that accident, we should have like, there should have been major injury and there wasn't. So yeah, that's why, that's why another reason, like I got another one. So yeah. I was wondering why I bought two this year, like insurance, like, uh, when you, when you finance or do anything through a Tesla, they, they make you get the gap insurance. And, you know, luckily I did on this one. Yeah, for so. sure. And what's cool about uh, the Tesla too, like the safety rating of them is essentially because there's no motor or anything up front, they can have like really good crumple zones. So if you get like, or you hit a car or a car hits you head on, you have all that room up front that's built to absorb impact. Right. And then it keeps like everyone inside pretty safe, which is rad. So that was a Model Y. You got another Model Y. Yeah. And well, I mean, not that it's like, I guess what's silver lining, but um getting the second tesla like there's already upgrades to the like i got teslas uh two months apart and there's already like upgrades to um like the new one that i have now is all camera there's no more like sonar built in so now all of the stuff is built off better like they put better cameras in okay it, yeah yeah that stuff to make it safer and that was was the first one in 2020 no 2021 man oh it, so they just updated them i literally there. had less than 500 miles on my first car okay so they just go through like like normal like there, I, I literally got on the first one that I got, um, cause our buddy Wayne got one Yeah, and I haven't he, seen his, he got his December, he got 2020 in December. Mm -hmm. I got 2021 in March and I had completely different interior than him. 
What, what changed in the interior? The, so that whole center thing used to be like this glossy, like super oh. fingerprint absorbent. Was the was that when the screen was flipped the other way too? I think the screen flipped the other way in the Model S. But it was oh, just the center okay. console didn't have as much storage and stuff. And so he because like, I, I talked to Wayne when I first got it. And he's like, you're going to have this cool thing. You're going to have this. And, and then it was completely different. No, no, he knew what I was getting. He told me about it. Oh, so he, oh, oh, he, yeah. I, I was like, what do you mean? And he showed me his. He's like, yeah, this is what I have. I was like, oh, okay. And Dude, so he, he stays up to date on Tesla shit. Because, like, I, he, he knew that I've been into electric vehicles because of skateboarding and everything like that. But, like, I... He's probably the most surprised you don't have one yet. Yeah, probably. You've been pushing for me to get He'll one. get one after. <laughs> I'm trying to get him to... I, we've I, been going around everywhere in the Tesla. Yeah, I got some stuff going on right now, but... I, I probably will get one soon. What's cool, though, is that, like... If you guys use the code in the video, maybe we'll win one. Yeah. yeah <laughs> I can link that down below, too. Um, so that I, I did a quick video of Roger's Tesla on my main channel. The first time actually driving one, I've been in a Model S before, and it was an older one, and the build quality has improved significantly. Like, the first couple that I've seen in person it um like the build quality i always get in and like touch things and like feel door handles and everything and a lot of the older ones were like kind of creaky and, yeah. and whatnot like you're in a rocking chair and i get in yours and i'm like fucking touching everything like pushing buttons and shit and i was like wow this is actually really nice you got the white interior don't be scared to get the white interior there's awesome videos out there where people are like pouring maple syrup honey ketchup yeah. and it just wipes away it's like they call it like a vegan leather but um it's not real leather and it's super soft and like i'm always worried about like um, just getting black scuffs on it and stuff. That's what I was gonna say. Like but what? Like, I have man. Like, like when you get your te- like, and I'll say this man. Like like Tesla. Um, my experience every time I picked up from delivery has not been good. Like uh, it's I, I kind of like we talk about this every time. Like uh, I find that a lot of products that I get in the market, whether it's the gun industry, camera industry, whatever industry, if the product is really good and speaks for itself, I've just found that the customer service is kind of lacking. Yeah. So, so that's how it is with Tesla. Yeah, then? man. It's like uh, like. You know, you're you're going there to pick up a fifty, sixty thousand dollar car, and they make this like this whole delivery thing, right? And you get there, and it's just like, well, like this last time, like they didn't even know I was there. I was like there for an hour, and I was like, hey, I just been back here. They're like, oh my god, we forgot about you, sorry. Like, <laughs> Do they even like walk you through it? Yeah, because there's um, so much that goes into a Tesla, like feature wise, that you can only do through the screen. So I found that when I got the test drive, when I went to do the test drive, mm-hmm. customer service was top notch. Because obviously they want you to buy, to sell it to me. <laughs> right. So I would recommend anybody to go buy one, go there and test drive one first. Because they will like take all the time to give you an extensive like walkthrough, and then yeah. they, they they take a copy of your driver's license and go here. You have twenty minutes. Go drive around. Sweet. They don't even go with you. So they just they're like go for it. Yep. And Poke I mean, around, do whatever you need to do. Everything's being recorded, but right, true. Um, but definitely go do that and the walkthrough. And the thing is too, like by the time you get the car home, there's already a new software update with like you know they do seasonal updates. Like you've seen other videos, like at Christmas they do like. Your car, they'll make it do like a Christmas oh, light show and they, stuff. Oh, they put the uh, tra- Trans-Siberian Orchestra yeah, thing. Yeah, so yeah, the, yeah, the stuff like that. And it's like, um, and then you connect it to Wi-Fi and you can update it and stuff. Like how, like, we're what, you're, you're late 20s, I'm yeah. uh, mid 30s and we're still laughing at, <laughs> at the whoopee cushion. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's a whoopee cushion feature, which you guys have probably seen if you you've researched it, Tesla at you all. You can have it turn on like when you use your turn signal. And you can designate who and it goes, seat it's in. Like, yeah, it's just great. It just farts. I left the signal on. I couldn't figure out why, why would, the car wouldn't stop farting. <laughs> <laughs> you have your, like, four ways on. It's just constantly farting as you're driving down the road. Yeah, it's pretty cool, though. I, I've i been a... Uh, I think if you got the black Y with white interior. Yeah, or the, or the, uh, the gunmetal one. Yeah. Man, I don't know. If you get gunmetal, though, I feel like you should get black interior. 
I don't know. I like the I like the white interior. Surprisingly, get the black one just because it we looks. We could pull next to each other. That would be pretty dope. Black and white. Um, I've been a shareholder of Tesla for a while because I believe in what they're doing. And if you look at like what Elon Musk is doing on a bigger scale, like with the boring company and I mean, SpaceX too, doesn't quite relate the same as the boring company and Tesla, but there could be a huge infrastructure once, uh, self-driving cars are more adapted to think about like, um, right now, uh, you take your other vehicle, your Tesla's at the house and you, you're going to go, we're going to go to the hockey game tonight. Imagine a time where you could like turn on Uber for your Tesla and it just goes and picks people up, which sounds fucking insane right now, but it's really not that far off. I mean, I feel like the tech's already there. It's just more getting people to jump on board with the testing. Yeah, safety. The, the, the thing is too with Tesla, like if one, one news story breaks, um, someone's out driving a Ford F-150 and they crash it. That doesn't make headlines. Someone's driving a Tesla and it happens to possibly maybe be autopilot related or whatever. Well, the thing is this, right? Say it's, it's, in, m- say headlines. it's full self-driving autonomous mode, but somebody else crashes into them. The news isn't going to talk about the vehicle that's at fault that crashed into them. Right. They're going to talk about Tesla. Oh, the Tesla was in self-driving mode. And it was it had yeah. nothing to do with the fact that no, it wasn't, it wasn't, you know, it wasn't, it's kind of unfortunate but i think that'll change in the future and another thing too like just based off of posting the video of your car there is a huge split like i don't think i've posted a video like that in a long time where there's so many people on different sides i i love the tesla for in town like going to utah this weekend i took my tacoma because had i not like there's places you're gonna go like and it's it's, right it's close to getting to where you know there's people that are driving cross country but you have to kind of go out of your way yeah but but still, like a lot of people are like, oh, they'll say that like, oh, if you live in a city, that's fine. But I live in the country and blah blah blah. Or you're talking about the guy that was like, uh, I'm your age, and I would never. And you're like, you're not my age. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> I'm looking at your picture. I'm like, we're definitely not the same age, especially the way that you're talking. We're not the same age. But um, there's a lot of people too who I I can kind of appreciate this too. They're like, oh, it'll never replace like my V8. Blah blah blah. Like, yeah, dude, of course. Like, I love just engineering that goes into vehicles and there there's a lot of things like uh, the satisfaction that you get out of a tesla performance wise isn't going to be the same that you would get out of a challenger like your old car like i don't know man the, the model s plaid like oh like, uh, well i'm it's yeah. it's faster the, the, the tesla faster than my challenger yeah that's what i'm saying it's definitely faster I, but I wanna ride but you the, don't you I don't get that same the- feel which is what like a lot of people than, comment on. Like, I want the the Model S. If you guys are hearing tools and stuff going, like, we're still, like... They're still, building holsters still building back holsters there. Back just there. move closer to this. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, but, like, the, uh, the the Model S Plaid doing, like, 0 to 60 in 1.9, like, I don't want that. I want to I want to be in it. I want to drive it once. I want to do it once. Like, they, I watched a video. The guy did, like, he got to 90 in three seconds. Uh, dude, and... But I don't want to drive that every day. Yeah. Like, it, it's super impressive, but also the performance package... We, we go to jail. Yeah. Oh, yeah. For sure. I mean, you can go to jail in your car. Like, yeah, I'm not. I'm not. I'm okay. But zero, like that. That's like a little faster than the Challenger, versus like zero to six. Like, like if it's something was so to happen, it, it's so though. quick that you wouldn't have time to react to somebody coming, like a car pulling out in front of you. Yeah. No. You, there, there was nothing you can do. And then he, uh, Elon Musk, uh, said that they they were going to do a Plaid model of the Roadster. No. Or? So it was it was called the Plaid model S Plus, and they. Stop. Oh, the, okay. And it did yeah. 0 to 16 in 1.89 versus 1.9. Yeah, and it, it's just, and, and his tweet was like, 
the the s plaid is already super good he's like we don't need to make anything yeah. better than that right now but it makes you think like what are they gonna do like i guess the roadster is probably 1.92 it do- has a top speed of 250 miles an hour like i want to say nuts. i mean don't quote me what you can look it up but i think the plaid is faster than the roadster is it okay well i think the roadster was 1.9 when i looked but maybe that's maybe. why they were doing the plus because there was a big thing about making it 1.89 so it could be faster than the road i wonder if they'll do a plaid roadster then uh, i don't even know there it, was a roadster when i went to pick mine up from service every day oh really i was looking at it it was like one of the first ones though they gotta be tiny they yeah, look tiny. Super like, tiny like the even the model three they look like a kit car okay yeah the model three is pretty small too so like something even smaller dude than i would that. i would like like my my goal would be to have like the Y for like Des's company vehicle, and then a three performance to like drive around in. I yeah. think a three performance would look sweet. That would be rad. Still need a, a gas vehicle though. You need a range truck. No, I keep like my, the Tacoma. My Tacoma. Yeah, yeah. That's no, what I'm, I'm saying. I had a third vehicle. Yeah, another. And like, one. like there's you know there's rumors always floating around, but I, I was like seeing like concept stuff of like a Tesla motorcycle. Mm-hmm. I'd be down for that. Well, didn't they? Wasn't there a concept in the back of the Cybertruck, like uh, for a ATV? I haven't looked at the Cybertruck because I just I don't I think it's ugly. I see that. That's another thing that split. Like I think it at first I was like, "Wow, that's ugly." But the it, more I look it at it, it looks cool. But it doesn't look like it doesn't look functional to me. It doesn't look like yeah. It looks like something I take to the range and be like, "Yep, not enough room." Yep, I'm worried about screwing this up. Yep. Yeah, but if you shoot it, bulletproof. It what are you kind of, it didn't even take the baseball. Kind of sort of. Yeah, that was a super prototype. I are, I wonder if they, are they releasing next year, 2022 or something like that. I don't even know. But I. You were saying though on the. Um, like how the build quality of the first one yeah and like it, it i think this is like across the board for all of us like you told me something all the time like hey man start making videos they'll get better i feel like had tesla not done their first models you know look at like the like dude, yeah the, you, the f-150 lightning remember uh do you remember back in the day the f-150 lightning was like their race version yeah the lightning was like their v8 like super fast truck now it's their electric one yeah and I think that looks dope. Like an F one hundred and fifty Lightning. Like think I, about like John. I think they should have like changed. John the could name. have the F two hundred and fifty diesel for doing all his road trip stuff. But then in town, running errands, picking up stuff for us to do QVO wise, he could have the Lightning. You're gonna need a fucking huge garage. <laughs> Working on it <laughs> to move the move the shop where you guys can hear him making holsters behind us. Move that to a big place and then have like a eight car garage. I'm looking at it, man. We'll see. Like we have a like a. There's been a few properties we're looking at. Like to me, ideal would be having like a driveway that goes back and then like an rv garage with a shop yes having it in a a little more property yeah but it's just hard man because i I don't want to i don't want to like john lives out northwest and north so he's got an acre but i just i don't like it's far from like i'm all about convenience guys like for you guys live in the vegas area i live up in Summerlin. um everything i do is within like it's a few minutes yeah it's pretty close i went to the gym today takes us 90 seconds to get to the gym yeah like gym is convenient therefore i'll go do it and you know, a lot of people are like, oh, man, if you're motivated, oh, I'm not motivated. But <laughs> so, it also, I mean, keeping this property, too, though. Yeah, so, I mean, that's the other thing. I told you yesterday, I don't mind sharing that. Like, uh, I refied my house. My mortgage is, like, 950 bucks in this house. So, mm-hmm. I'm never going to sell this. I'll rent it out. Like, that's another goal we want to do is, like, have a real estate side of the company where we're investing. Like, uh, my, my business partner, John, he, he built a lot of the buildings for the county when he was with them for 30 years. And so, what we want to do with that is, like have something where we could buy various properties throughout the Vegas Valley, uh, work on them, fix them up and get them to where they're, you know, rental worthy and just yeah. have like, it'd be awesome to have six to eight houses just bringing in income every month. I mean, that, that would be ideal if you could set yourself up to do that. Like 
I'm just speaking in general terms. Yeah. Like you're you're at that point where you're setting yourself up to do something like that. I mean, that's just I've been, huge. I've been getting the question a lot, like, "Hey, what are you gonna do for retirement?" And it's like I think about like this is retirement to me. Like, yeah, if I, mean, I like I left the being a cop for you know how like did eight years with the police department or three years as the head of the security for for the government here, mm-hmm. and it's like yeah, like I left that to do this, and this is retirement to me. Like, and uh, I hate I hate the term passive income because I don't really believe that any income is passive. Um, even like investing, because you need to have, you, you earn the money at some point to put it into your investments. And then you're taking a big risk at that point. Um, however, owning a rental property, if done correctly is very low maintenance. Um, especially if you have a nice property with tenants who are going to treat it respectfully, then you're not in there like fixing things all the time. My realtor's uh, brokerage, they take just 8%. A and, month. and they maintain everything. Yep, I don't everything. have any contact. Yeah. No. So having that, even one property, but like you said, if you could have multiple properties with constant income, that would. It's, it's not, appreciating investments too, man. Yeah. And not that you're struggling for money or I'm struggling for money, but just having that extra income coming in where you don't have to like, again, not that you're like worried about QVO going under because you guys are obviously doing fucking great right now, but it's one less thing to think about. It's like, I'll use my investment money to cover my costs and everything. And then everything that I'm putting my time and effort into right now is going to be sure. profit that you can put back in. Well, it's like, you know, they're like creating generational wealth. It's like, um, like I didn't grow up wealthy. Like, uh, I mean, man, in my twenties, I was, I was shit with money. I was living paycheck to paycheck. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of people are still are, you know, and it's like, uh, reading books, like our buddy Ryan, uh, race recorder, like sleep dollars. You guys follow him or not. Yeah. Shout um, out to Ryan sleep dollars on Instagram. Yeah. Him and I talk a lot about money and it's like, um, you know, a lot of people are uncomfortable about the conversation and like, don't sound like a dick, but like a lot of people would be like, Hey man, like, you know, like you're talking about money a lot, this and that. And it's like, well, yeah, I was focused on it cause I was tired of like living paycheck to paycheck or like not going out with my friends to go eat dinner because I knew that like, Hey, that's like $35 for, from just me. I'm not, I'm just, I'll meet you guys up after. Right. Right. You know, it's like, cause you're trying to like make sure you can cover bills and stuff. And mm-hmm. like, I got to a point where I was like, Hey man, that's all I was thinking about and learning and getting myself educated about money. And it's just like, Simple shit they don't teach you like in high school, like balancing a checkbook. Like that's yeah, not taught. Dude, I don't even. I I do have a checkbook, but like yeah, I, or, I remember learning that very vaguely. But it's like they don't teach you shit that you actually need to know. Or like learning how like don't pay into your taxes, wait to the end of the year, and owe the IRS versus giving them an interest free loan. Yeah, I a lot of pe- I mean a lot of people aren't really in a position where they have to worry about that. But if you ever get to that point, like. Just, just be but, smart with well, your money, here's man. The thing. So as a cop, I would get back six to eight thousand dollars a year, right? Mm-hmm. So by taking six to eight thousand dollars a year this year since November and investing that into learning about stocks and dividends and and just all the stuff I've been doing, like I would have made, I would have, I would have turned that eight grand. I turned fifteen grand into seventy five thousand. Especially so the I way could have, I could have turned that eight grand into something, paid my taxes, and made money instead of giving the government interest free loan. Especially the way that you're looking at it right now, like if the IRS is badgering you to pay quarterly like learn about investments that i think that's like a one key thing like once you start making more money and they ask you to do that that's when you should take a step back and go okay the government like roger says you they want an interest-free loan which is essentially what it is you got to do something else with that money in the meantime don't just put it in your savings account actually do something with it and you can make more money again this still risky could be risky depending on what you're doing with it but really good possibility to make more money to cover the cost of your taxes at the end of the year. 
Well, okay, so other business owner out there, if you get to the point, like, so this year I had to pay $60,000 in, in taxes, right? And so instead of just... Oh, it hurts. Yeah, yeah it does. <laughs> it's a good problem to have, though. If, if I'm paying that much in taxes, yes, the business is doing really well. Mm. Um, but what I could have done with that, just took the sixty grand and put an index fund. Yeah. You know, made, what, I don't know, 5 to 10% on that, if that. That's still better than giving it to the government and Low not risk. making anything on it. Right, yeah. You know, and then it's like... Uh, and it's like I'm really big on if I don't know about something, educate myself about it or hire an expert that does. Um, I hired a Harvard grad tax attorney yeah. who just began educating me about all the things about running my LLC and all the things that we needed to do from like SEP IRAs. I didn't realize that you can put up to $55,000 per person into your self-employment pension. That's what a SEP IRA is. Um, and, you know, they're explaining it to me like, hey, don't do that, though. If, if you if you were to put – so say I did that. Say I put 55000 in and the government's like – Oh hey, uh, you owed a sixty, but you did that, so now you only owe five. They're gonna come. They're gonna they're gonna audit you. They they want their money. They want their cut. Um, so they explained to me like the things to do to just just honestly like how the wealthy stay wealthy and how they have all these loopholes and and how they play ball with the government in regards to like the IRS and stuff. And like when I learned about, it, I was like, man, like this is. You know, and of course, like, that, that's that's knowledge that they should be teaching you in school, but they yeah. don't because they want everybody to like. I read something about how like, hey, getting a job that you think pays you a lot and then you have nothing to show for it at the end of the year, is just modern day slavery. And I was like, oh yeah. my god, I'm quitting the county, I'm quitting the government. Right you're now. you're paying or you're you're taking pay in exchange for your time, which if if you have the knowledge, you could use that time way more effectively to make yourself money. Did you I have, mean, it's way you, easier said than done. All the nine to fives that you've had, like even before college, mm -hmm. did you ever find yourself at the end of the year with more money than you like? Like you actually than I put in like time yeah. wise. No, it's never the case. You know what I mean? It's e like even when I had my like good paying IT job that I went to college and got a degree for, like it not only was like if I look at it now, not only was my time not worth it for the amount of pay that I received, but it's it, it's just like it's such a waste of it, it it's damn what how am i trying to say this it um it's not fulfilling at all juice is not worth the squeeze when and a lot of people realize this during covid too like spending more time at home if, whether they're working from home spending time with friends family their kids whatever it is um then they realize like oh my god all of these hours that i'm typically in the office i'm now spending with my family loved ones whatever it is it's like, wow, this is way more fulfilling. Think of how many colleges found out that, like, oh, hey, we don't need to go to a campus. Yeah, and they're still charging the same yeah. amount, though, which is, like, insane. So, I don't know. I, mean, I feel like um, I talked to a lot of people that were on both sides of COVID were, were like, 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 monetary, like, that were hurting versus that were doing well. Mm -hmm. um, like us, we tripled staff, man. We tripled revenue and staff. But, you know, our industry kind of called for that when people were panicking about being able to get stuff. Mm -hmm. um, but I've talked to other people like service industry. You know, and there was there were some that were just like gonna file on a plan and live off of that versus I had some friends that started making TikTok channels like making alcoholic beverages that were bartenders and they're like, Yeah, now we're getting like I'm you know, I'm only making like an extra couple hundred bucks a month through TikTok, but it's led to like brand deals. Yeah, that's how you start meeting people. Like I mean, that's how I started on YouTube. I became friends with you because I was a customer, like just and a lot of it revolves around making content. But with the internet, like it's kind of dumb to not. You have a phone in your pocket. You can take photos. You can take videos. You can do a podcast. There's so many things that you can do to actually, like, 
do, doing this right now to me is not work at all. Like I had to set we, up. We was, would literally just be doing this in the other room with no camera. Or <laughs> exactly. So like, <laughs> hey, turn turn some fucking microphones on, turn the camera on, and talk about it. And I think if more people did that with like what they were actually passionate about, hanging out with the friends, like say you're into you're into cars and you're like you like building muscle cars, sit down and like fucking. There's too many people in this world to not be interested in what you're putting out. Yeah. For sure, especially when it's a hobby like that. Like even the super super niche things. You look at some like TikTok channels or YouTube channels, and like, dude, look at the lock picking lawyer. You know who he is Mm-mm. on YouTube? He he's a lawyer, I guess. But all his channel is is picking locks, and he has like I don't know, I don't even know what it's at now. Probably like two million subscribers, and he has like one minute videos. It's just a top down view. He's like, check out this padlock we got from Master Lock, and he's like, they think this is really secure, but watch this pops it open that's all thanks for watching and dude he gets millions and millions of views i, I found myself watching that guy that makes knives like is this tiny life or this tiny knife or mm. i can't remember the exact name there's the a lot channel. of knife makers too but, but he doesn't talk it's just straight time lapse oh is he a knife maker or, yeah. or a restorer knife maker okay there's one called my mechanic that does the same thing but he'll like, or, or those videos where they like restore little toys yeah yeah just I'm like, like that. man i'm like he's like the, I saw one, there's a, a bench vice, like there's one, a bench vice sitting behind me here and it was like old from the, I don't know, like super early 1900s and it was all rusted, ripped the whole thing apart, put it back together, like a 30 minute video, but it's interesting to watch and because the runtime is so long and you just sit there and you're kind of like mesmerized by it, just like, just fall asleep, dude. like where's that, here, look at this, like what is going on, like dude, Fitz, Cycle Blades, uh, one of the guys that works for me, yeah. this is our, my buddy James Strickland does like all my tattoos. This was his, like, grandpa's cleaver that was all rusted out and stuff. So, like, Fitz completely, like, refurbished it, made it look almost brand new for him. He should have made a video exactly. of it. Exactly. Just he, he wear a GoPro go. and time lapse. It. It's yeah. like, man. Even just set up your your camera and do it. Like, you know, your phone. Like, yeah. ah, I don't know, man. It's hard. Like, I'm really big on, like, we were talking about this earlier. Like, we're really, like, our circle. Like, it's, it's you know, like, it should be for anybody. I don't, I'm, I'm not trying to sound, I don't know, what is it? Uh, Conceited? I'm just saying, like, you're, you should have standards for your circle of friends and want everybody to do well. Like, like this tattoo literally is for me, Talon, and Mike, and it's a rising tide lifts all boats. Everybody's like, why do you have a, a pirate ship on your arm? Yeah. And I'm like, it stands for a rising tide lifts all boats. And it's like, the three of us, like, we, we all have some businesses that tie in together. But, like, one thing that we've always been aboard or about is just making sure that if one of us is into something, we're letting the other people know. So, like, like, this, like a couple stock things that came across. I immediately called both of them like, hey, just so you guys know, this is information I came across. This is what I'm doing. And this is how much I'm putting in. Mm-hmm. And they both jumped on it and both made you know a good amount of money on it. But it's just like, you know, we all share that information, whether it's monetary, whether it's like, hey, there's concert tickets that we all want to see. It's going to go on. So like, make sure you get on this. Like, yeah. And it's just like. It, it, a lot of it comes down to having the same mindset as the people that you surround yourself with. Because, I mean, that's such like a fucking cliche thing to, to say. But if you one once you find the people who do have the same mindset, then you'll know right away. And then it's like, oh, I get what these people were talking about. I have really, really close friends from back home who I'm still really close with. That circle of friends used to be even bigger, but I only stay in contact with a few of them anymore because they understand my mindset. I understand theirs. We may not have the same mindset, but I still understand what they're doing to better themselves. Exactly. And then the people like you who I, I don't see very often, but when I do see you, it, it's like nothing has changed. Sure. We talk about, I mean, we talk shop a lot, like especially me hanging out with other YouTube friends. Like we talk about 
everything related to YouTube. What can you do to improve this and that and whatever? With all the crazy and rules and stuff going on. Like if, if you're going to spend time with people, find people with the same mindset because it's going to make your time way more valuable than just like going to a bar and fucking sitting with your high school buddy and drinking your life away. <laughs> I went through a phase of like audible.com. Excuse me, and then uh, not a sponsor, <laughs> not yet, <laughs> not, not yet, not yet. Uh, but Frank Shamrock, he put out a book, and he talks about one one big thing I got from the book was his. I, I've talked to you about this, the plus minus equal to thing with his friends. Yeah, and so for him in his life, he always has uh, one friend he considers the minus person. It's not like he's better than that person, but it's just somebody that's maybe not doing as well as he is, or that looks up to him, and so he makes sure that he's putting effort and time in that relationship to help that person or support that person grow. Like I'm really big on not using the word help. I don't think anybody's helpless. I think you can support your friends, but he's like, that's his minus person. That's the person he will check on throughout the week, month or whatever, just to support them, whatever they're doing. Then he's got his equal to person. That's the person that's like on the same playing field as him. And he has healthy competition with, and it keeps him on his toes and keeps his a game up. And then he has that plus then person who to them, he's the minus person. So that's the person he looks up to and gets advice from and okay. is aspiring to do the same things. And similar things like that. And it's like, I've definitely used that since I read it like six years ago. Mm-hmm. What, and what's, what's the name of that again? Uh, Frank Shamrock wrote a book. I can't remember the name of the book, but it's, I mean, I don't know. It's called minus equal plus. Oh, or? plus equal minus. Like that's plus just, equal minus. Okay. And he's just saying you have three, you have three friends in your life yeah. that are plus minus and equal. Makes Excuse a lot, me. makes a lot of sense. Yeah. I mean, it just, it just, it keeps you humble. It like keeps you in like, uh, in service of like wanting to support others that are in your life and your circle. Like, man, I've noticed as we've gained more success and I've gotten older, like I'm 37 now. And it's like, man, my circle went from like this to, you know, we used to have a saying as cops. It's like, you go from having your circle of like, uh, patrol versus detectives. Right. And Mm -hmm. then your squad versus all the other squads. And like you three on the squad versus the rest of your squad. Then it gets down to just you. And he's like, you look at this, and what's that? He's like, it's an asshole, because you're a fucking asshole. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm just like, oh, damn. <laughs> damn, you're right. We're all on the same team, man. <laughs> a lot of people get caught in that mindset, too, though. Like, uh, they compare themselves to others too much. Actually, I did a th- – this guy reached out to me. He's, he filmed a Steve-O's documentary. I don't know if you saw that. Steve-O did, like, mm-hmm. a documentary thing on his life or whatever. Um, but he, he reached out to me and he was like, Hey, could you comment on like being a creator and whatever? And he gave me like a few different things to pick from. I don't know when this is coming out or like where I'll even be able to find it. I told him to send it to me when it's done. Um, but the question, the few questions that he gave me, the one that I picked was, um, how do you find like a healthy, a healthy manner to compare yourself to others. Like, do you compare yourself to other creators or do you just like stay in your own lane and just do your own thing? And like my, my answer to that was essentially, yes, I compare myself to other people, but not in like a toxic way. I'm looking at like, like the plus people, like you mentioned, Yeah, pe- pe- like I hope to be there someday. Yeah. And even not even making the same, kind of content as me i'm looking up to these people who make videos that i watch and i'm like oh i like the way he he did that like a a lot of it comes down to like camera technique and stuff like that not so much gear but um i'll I'll see something really cool that i like in a video i'm like okay what could i like i like the way that looks how do i film something where i can use that technique could you ever see yourself having somebody else do videography and editing for you so I, dude, I think and this is one thing that I think about all the time. Like um, how much life would be so much easier and more yes. free time, but are you going to be okay with that going out into the world with your name on it? Yeah. So I, I get people who reach out to me 
Not, you not, know, I had an editor for a little bit. It was great. It was awesome. Yeah. It, like, and don't get me wrong, it took like six months for him to like learn how I wanted things. Right. And I think there are definitely people out there who are way better at editing than me and they could take whatever I film and make it way fucking cooler than how I'm making it. Cause a lot of my videos, like I, I put effort into them, but I, I can't spend too much time on one video because I'm going to be making an, another one next week right. or even the next day. So if I had someone who would dedicate, like say I spent a whole day filming, if they spend a whole day editing, whatever I just filmed, like it's probably going to be better than me. Right. And whatever I, I, can I used do. to get stuck watching Sam Colder's videos. Yes, and, I don't know if I know who that is. Uh, he like he'll put out one video like every three to four months because he'll do like one sequence that takes like he's doing frame okay. by frame transitions that end up like one month just for this like fifteen second clip. It's like Mark Rober. Do you know him? Mm-mm. The scientist. He worked for NASA. He does one video a month, and they're like super elaborate, crazy build like science projects and stuff. You ever see the the videos of the glitter bomb? that they would send out around Christmas time for package yeah, feeds. Yeah, 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 okay. That, that was his okay. video, and he did, like, three iterations gotcha. of that. Sam, Sam Colder's more like, he did uh, some of the Chainsmoker music videos. Mm. But his is just okay. super, like, he's gone through, like, animation transitions. Like, there's a couple of things where he's, like, literally, like, walking on top of a skyscraper in Japan, and then, like, the smoothest transition you'll ever see into an ocean. All of a sudden, now he's in Brazil. Like okay, crazy, crazy transitions. Like which takes a long time to yeah. do. Yeah, he he did, he finally broke down in a video and like showed like doing one transition and how it's like this is why it takes a month for a video to come out. Yeah, I couldn't imagine spending that that long on a project. I don't even know the longest project that I've worked on. I would like to do something kind of wild though. I think Maybe I like a like a year end review type thing. Yeah. Sort of. Like, like when I watched the Sunday Gunday intro, I'm like, man, the time that it must have taken to sequence that up. Yeah, I, I, I've been thinking about redoing that actually and just doing it better because I'm way better at editing than I was when, when I first made that saw it. I was intro. like, this is dope, but I was like, I just I could feel the pain of like, nope, back two frames. <laughs> yeah, two seriously, frames. that that did take a while to edit it, but I I think I did it. I did it in like maybe a day, um, but having all of those clips from like a hundred range sessions and then finding like the shot that sounded mm-hmm. the best and like the, the angle, whatever, so that it all flows together seamlessly. That one did take a while. Um, I, I think a lot of those too, like I just did a, a channel trailer for my new channel, which I haven't uploaded to yet. I'm still trying to figure out what to do on there, but I saved all of the drone clips that I've ever taken from when I left Pennsylvania on the road trip, like over a year ago now. And it, turned out to be this fucking awesome montage of just like all the places that I've been traveling to and in the van and stuff like that. So I like projects like that, but I think like a real, I think the Alaska trip that I'm going to do next summer, which I know you're not going to come. Roger doesn't like road trips, (laughs) but I just drove to Utah for three hours and it's like, I hate it. Like I hate, I bought a Tesla because I hate driving. Like, and I I said this in the other video. It kind of drives itself almost. Like, so the Tesla makes me enjoy driving again. Okay. How long will that last? When it stops being fun, I'll pay ten grand for the full self-driving. Okay. You going to trust that? Yeah, I mean, I did once. <laughs> <laughs> and we know how that turned out now. <laughs> oh, man. All right. That's enough serious talk unless you have anything else you want to add to that. Nope, we're good. Hopefully this helps people out there. Like Every guest that I have on, we always talk about whatever makes sense for the time and you and i talk business a lot and talk shop all the time so um i think last time i had you on it was you and mikey um 
it was, I don't know, it was a while ago, but we kind of talked about the same thing. We also talked about content creation and like how people um, are just kind of fucking lazy because <laughs> it's, it's not a hard thing to do to get into like we've already talked about. Well, the thing is, okay, like, like we were talking about like the gym being so close, right? If mm-hmm. it's convenient, you're like flat out, it's a fact. If it's convenient, you're more likely to do it. Yeah. So like when you and I first started talking, like, dude, I vlogged with this. Yeah, t- tiny little point and shoot, little Sony point and shoot thing that had a screen that flipped up, three hundred bucks. That's how I started too. And I talked to you about it, and you're like, "Hey, man, it's easy to use. Just do it, do it." So I did it, and then I was like, "Man, I was watching one of his videos, and like it was when you got one of the new lenses." Okay. And yeah. I was like, "I want to do that crispy." So then I was like, "I bought a T3i." I was like, "This thing is sweet." <laughs> yeah. And like I look back, I like, think it's crap. <laughs> uh, it, it escalates quickly, and then now I mean, like I'm at a point where. Uh, especially with um, camera gear, there's diminishing returns that happen really quickly. So like once you get to a certain level, like the camera that we're shooting on right now, um, which is the same camera that I vlog with or the cameras that you shoot your videos on, like you could spend another five grand and get something like even doper. But the people who are watching the videos, they're they're just there for the content. Um, Like you got to make the videos good enough to a point where your workflow is stable and it's not, you're not crunching through 8k footage, like trying to pump out a fucking edit. I I bought like a $1,200 Nikkor 1.8 35 million to vlog with. Right. And it looks so crispy to me. Everybody knows like comments are all just, why is it so blurry behind you? (laughs) It's like, no, the camera sucks, dude. Go back to the other one. I, I get that a lot too. Like I, whenever I would do B roll, especially in like gun videos, I would um, like manual kind of rack focus, but I, w- I would follow the focus like down the barrel, like across the receiver, mm-hmm. or whatever. And so many people are like, "Oh, dude, I can't stand when it's blurry like that. I can't even see the gun." I'm like, "Dude, have you ever watched a movie? Like, do you think people are watching like a Tarantino movie? Like, oh, right. Samuel I, Jackson's out of focus right. in this shot. What the fuck, dude?" <laughs> I used to film everything with a Nikon D750 and manual focus on a 1.8 lens, and I thought it was the crispiest, coolest, like looking thing. I and yeah. that's what we got known for on Instagram. Like me, trauma, always doing these like cinematic gun edits that, like, I look back now, I'm just like, ugh. That that can be overdone for sure. I, I think there there's a um, uh, like a threshold where if you're shooting 1.8 manual focus all the time and it's just like super bokeh, to, uh, it. It, it can look cool. It's cooler for photos, but in videos, I'm just like, oh you know my I like God, now? Dude. I like running everything F22 and everything's in focus. Let's <laughs> <laughs> do aperture priority and fuck it. I don't run NDs when I'm outside anymore. It's so you. you, you Bro, kind of, I, f- I film an auto now. I still take my photos are all manual, mm-hmm. um, but everything as far as like video, I just start an auto. You do a lot of stuff at night too, which if I'm shooting at night that much too, I'm probably going to shoot an auto at the same time or aperture priority. How did you, so you, that was your, like, how did, like, I know I was talking to you a little bit about yesterday, but how much nicer was it? I mean, granted, like between shooting in, in Pennsylvania to here, but you shooting sh- last night. Yeah. I mean, you shot with me in the, at 117 degrees out in the middle of the day. Yeah. Versus, it was miserable, you know, versus like when we shot the, uh, you, you helped me shoot the bull armory review when I got it and you were climbing up on top of that mountain. Oh yeah. 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 You know, so that day versus last night at 10 o'clock at night with just some studio lights yeah so on rogers rogers channel i'll leave a link in the description he, he does a lot of range stuff similar to like sunday gunday channel but at night because it's so fucking hot here in vegas 
Um, it was super nice, though. Just, like, two studio lights. and $35 Amazon studio lights, man. Weather was beautiful. The only thing is, like, luckily I slept a lot yesterday during the day because I was super hungover. <laughs> Vegas. Um, but we went out there, and weather was beautiful. We were out there till like, midnight. But Driving home from Utah, and I walk in, and you just passed out on the couch. <laughs> yeah. We, we had a good weekend on Saturday. I was going to make a video of it, and I'm fucking glad I didn't at this point. So you know you know what a power hour is? Power hour? Power hour, yeah. You take a, a shot glass, fill it with beer, White Claw, whatever, just like not liquor. I'm 37, man. You take a shot. <laughs> <laughs> you take a shot every time the song changes, and they have power oh, hour mixes. Oh, my God. So every 60 seconds, you take a shot. If a shot is 1.5 ounces, you're looking at like a little over seven beers in an hour. So we did a power hour, and then we were like, yo, that was fun. Let's put another one on. <laughs> so then we did like a, a century, which is 100 shots in a row. And then by the end of that, I was just like sitting on the couch just like a fucking zombie, just like staring ahead. I'm like, oh, my God, I got to go to my van <laughs> and lie down. <laughs> and then I woke up, and it was midnight, and I'm like, all right, cool. Brun- brunch was a success. That was brunch? Yeah, dude, it started at 10 o'clock, and then it uh, escalated what happened? What super happened? I think quickly. I was supposed to have a party. Yeah, that was that was at the party. So we went from brunch back to the house and started the power hour, and then like people were coming in, and they were making food and stuff, and me and some of the other guys were just like bombed, super nice. bombed. So that's why – oh, yeah, so tonight. <laughs> Going to the Knights game, and I mentioned earlier that I will have a drink for every period that the Knights are up. So as soon as they score in the first period, I'll go get a drink. Oh, so you're not going to get one when we get there. Mm-hmm. Should I? I mean, Jade was already like, you guys should pregame before we go. Uh, do they have do they have Jack and Cokes there? Yeah, man, that's what you drink at, at the other bar? Oh, no, we went to the suite. We well, should yeah. talk about that. That should was I? cool. Yeah. So, okay, if if you guys are fans of hockey, um, we used to be able to get tickets way cheaper. But anyway, like, we, the uh, John... Uh, me, John, Town, and my girlfriend went to, uh, was it last week on yeah, Wednesday? Uh, fr- was it Friday? No, no, we, we drove away Friday. Oh, yeah, yeah, Thursday, Wednesday. Thursday. Thursday or Wednesday. Anyway, we went to the, the game six of round two for the playoffs, and for us to get four tickets was like $2,000. And, of course, on the way there, I get a call from a buddy. He's like, hey, man, I can't make it to the game. Uh, I'm going to send you four tickets to my suite. I'm like, mm. <laughs> all right. So I'm thinking, like, okay, cool, it seats up there. We get up there, and it's, like, open bar, full food buffet. Like catering, dude, waffle fries. And like, I just started this meal plan thing, and I'm just like, man, <laughs> I can't let this stuff go to waste. So like, we're eating burgers I'm all and texting, meatballs. I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, hey, buddy, like, all this stuff. He's like, yeah, man, make sure you eat and drink all this stuff because I already paid for it, and I can't make it to the game. I'm like, oh, my God. And, like, I talked to him. Like, he paid $26,000 for the suite for one game. <laughs> That's insane. Good for him, man. It's so, like we literally <laughs> we got, like we got to hang out with that guy. Like John, John leaves like packing waffles. Like they had chicken and waffles, so he's packing waffles in like, uh, like like the little like little bags wax papers they had, and he's putting towels. Like walking out, I'm feel, I'm calling like my buddy, my realtor is like watching the game too. He's at there, and I was like, you want you want a, a vodka soda? Yeah. So I'm like filling yeah. up two vodka sodas, walking out of the arena. The the, the arena is right on the Las Vegas <laughs> Strip, so you can just take drinks straight out of there so i'm walking out with like two big jack and cokes in my hand i'm like woo if we wouldn't have won though i wouldn't have been as hyped it was a good game it was a really good game tonight's gonna be good too i'm excited like our plan was just to go to the suite and watch like because we had good seats that were behind like when the night shoot twice yeah I'm like oh we'll go watch the second uh at the suite because it's on the next level and then we we're like nah man center eyes we'll just stay here where, where are the seats tonight uh same ones we had last time 
Oh, same exact ones? Uh, one row up. So okay. we're sitting right behind Nightshade twice. And peasants. We're just moving right up to the top. <laughs> 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 Kidding. That's a joke, people. Um, all right. Let, let's ask some dumb questions quick. Um, okay. You, uh, you go out. You're a serial killer killing a bunch of people. This Ex- is a recurring question. Okay. Yeah. And you're on trial, sentenced to death. What's your last meal? It could be anything. They have to bring Eddie in to do hibachi for me. <laughs> <laughs> Oja hibachi from the chef Eddie. Chef Eddie from Oja comes in. It's just, just you like, sitting As there. I take my last bite, just have him kill me with his knife. <laughs> I see. Dude, you're sitting there in an orange jumpsuit. Catching shrimp. <laughs> Catching shrimp in fucking handcuffs. <laughs> Choo-choo. Ding, 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 ding. With the fuck. <laughs> he pulls a little guy out, makes him pee on you, and you're just sitting there like taking it. Ah. Oh. You should probably explain that because they're probably what, the, what hibachi place these guys well, go to where no, somebody that, comes out. No, that's a common hibachi thing. If you guys have ever been to hibachi, <laughs> they they pour hibachi. the shit hibachi. They pour the shit on the grill and then they make the volcano stack out of and then light it on fire out of onions and then he moves it along and goes ding 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 on the table. No, choo choo. It's a train. And he's got the the train. Yeah, but he like he hits his fucking <laughs> knife off the table, so it sounds like train tracks. And then they got a little guy that pees on people. Oh, you get sake with that, too. He can squirt sake in your mouth across the table. Damn, that was a good answer. I, <laughs> I would always just be like whatever I'm hungry for at the moment, like a yeah, fucking Chipotle or whatever. Damn, that's good. Um, all right, this this is one that I, I, re, I recorded a podcast with some friends of mine, and the fucking recording got messed up, so I apologize. Um, the OG squad, I had Rhodes and Dave on. Mm-hmm. I'm going to get them on the podcast eventually, but... Um, I think Rhodes had brought it up. Who would win in a fight, a grizzly bear or a silverback gorilla? And we went back and forth on this one. Because you got to think of, like, size. Claws. I don't know, man. I feel like the gorilla because the gorilla has the more capabilities to do jujitsu. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> you think you think they would, like, I don't know how gorillas would fight. But I feel like so it's just, just swinging. I feel like the girl's more agile. Like, sure, the bear can climb the tree, but the girl can just jump up in the tree. Oh, the gorilla can climb the tree too. But I mean, like, you get up there, the the bear's not going to be as like the bear can't hang from a branch like that. So, devil's advocate, the bear has fucking knives on his hands. Then he can't really climb. No, bear, no bears and gorillas can both climb. Super but I'm saying low. he's got knives on his hands. How can he climb? They dude, they can climb a tree at probably like twenty miles an hour. I would just jump on his back and put so much weight that his knives' hands are stuck on the ground. <sighs> that dude, bears can climb really fast. But if he's got knives and he's stuck on the ground and you're putting all your weight on him, <laughs> they're not like fucking Edward Scissorhands. <laughs> <hand-ons laughs> you fucking stick him in the dirt. I don't know. I feel know. like his claws would be more deadly than knives. Haven't you seen that? Where's that, that? That the guy that came out from like getting attacked by the bear and his whole face was ripped off. The oh, the actual yeah, the video. real life guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's just like, well, just survive that. I'm like, face and he's like got no face, off. like. Like how do you? Why do you want? Uh, I mean, I would want to document it too. I, but why? I, would, yeah, but would you want to live anymore? Oh, I mean, yeah, probably. I'm not just gonna like lay down and die. Like, oh shit, I look like fucking. My face is falling off. Like, like I you still, can't see. You probably can't smell anything anymore. Yeah, I don't. I don't even know what I would be thinking. I always. Um, like have, that's my like 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 man, like. Knock on wood. Blind. Like yeah, I don't want to go blind either. <laughs> uh, kind of on the same lines of that, like documenting tragedies. For I don't know where this thought came. I, I actually I think we were flying out to California one year to go skiing, and my buddy Dave and I were talking about it. But imagine like the plane goes down, 
or it's starting to go down like turbulence and air like oxygen mass drop and you just pick up your camera and start vlogging because most most i mean people, i kind of would that would be like my initial reaction well i i don't know if it would be in the moment but imagine like my vlog quality of a plane crashing because most of the time it's a fucking cell phone from the 1990s sure. and it's like that would be gnarly good audio too turn it into a podcast I don't know. I feel like I'd be on my phone already. I'd be like, <laughs> yeah, that's true. I mean, I guess that would be nuts, though. I don't know why. But it'd probably just be like me recording my last like, like, hey, mom, love you. <laughs> I'd it'd be like, whoever gets this, don't sell any of my guns for what I paid for them. <laughs> right now, you could sell them for way more. <laughs> double, double the price of and them. And don't sell AMC. Hold. Don't sell. <laughs> hold, hold AMC. Anyone out there in AMC? Let us know in the comments down below. Or an AMC. It's already doing pretty good. I haven't checked it since we've done the podcast, but I'm up like 60k. I'm gonna check it after this. Um, all right. Shout out to uh, QVO Tactical. We can make QVO the uh, sponsor of today's video podcast. Uh, go to QVOTactical.com. Use code Talent Sent Me at checkout. You can get. I think it's 10 percent off holsters, mag carriers, anything that you guys sell on the site. Do you have any new products coming out that you want to tell people about? Uh, honestly, man, all this stuff people have been going nuts about. I know it's not your yeah. jam, but all of this, like... Gucci Louie, so if you're looking on the video podcast, it's, uh, what is it, vinyl? It's, it's, it's a faux leather, man, but it's like, yeah, yeah I, would, I would equate it to vinyl. Like, a lot of people are thinking it's a print, and then they get it, and they're like, hey, man, this feels so genuine. It's like it, it feels like leather. So you got Supreme, Louis Vuitton Supreme. You got, uh, what, are the, what are the black ones? I like the black-looking ones. Demir. Yeah, what what company is that? Oh, that's Louis Vuitton yeah. too. What other is it? Just Louis or yeah. you do like Gucci or something too? No, we haven't got any of those because it's, it's. Here's another one for you like, guys. I'm trying to explain this to people, like even though stuff is like faux, um, like okay, so for twenty yards of multicam black, a licensed cry precision multicam Cordura. This I is pay. the material that they're wrapping on the outside. So, like, if you of buy holsters. a multicam black holster from us that's fabric wrapped, you're getting genuine cry precision that is the same as your gear, your bags, your pants, uniforms, etc. Um, that stuff cost me about two hundred dollars for twenty yards. Mm-hmm. This stuff cost me thirteen hundred dollars for ten yards, <laughs> dude. <laughs> and like, and I have to waste a lot of it because we want to make sure that that word, the, the logo, is is part of it all, and it's, it doesn't come like this on every strip. Yeah. So, like, a good 30% of this just goes to waste. And uh, would you say most of your holster orders right now are for stuff like that? I, dude, we call it bougie LV. So much of this, the brown that you shot yesterday. Yep. How do you even order that much that fast? Like, you're putting a lot of money into it. Yeah. I mean, you have to. I mean, the, the, the supply is there. The you got good way, people like working that. for you. There's, there's so many of these here. Rainbow Louis Vuitton. <laughs> He's got so many holsters right here. Oh, the brown one's in the bag next to you, I think. If you guys are uh, not watching this on the video podcast, you can follow QVO Tactical on Instagram and see all this stuff. But, yeah, a lot of cool stuff. I don't I don't even think I need any holsters right now. I, I, I boxed up all the holsters that I've ever gotten from <laughs> you from, like, the first not to open three up or four, whatever. Yeah, I'm just going to open up a QVO satellite campus and <laughs> start getting rid of the gear. I should bring you uh, some of the, the first holsters that you ever made for me. Don't. <laughs> <laughs> Just burn them. Why do you still have those? 
Um, our AIO mag carrier, we made it all in one. Um, that mag carrier is doing really well. Uh, design went into uh, Fusion, started designing stuff, and pretty much it's a mag carrier that can be canted any direction for you um, and can be mounted inside the waistband, outside the waistband, tech lock, molly lock. If you guys don't understand what we're talking about here, um, it's, a, it's a mag carrier that can be mounted on whatever belt you can throw at it. But in addition to it, um, it's got an adjustable retention device called a uh, MRD, magazine retention device. Mm-hmm. Um, and it'll literally work for any double stack 9 or 40 mag, any mag. So you buy one mag carrier, put it on your belt. And it's good for whatever gun you're Whatever you're going to throw it. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, I think I, I should probably get um, AK, do an AK mag carrier. We have the molding. You'd be the first one to actually run it. We have a couple out there, but the thing with that is AK mags are so they vary there's, there's so much. Nobody has to a tolerance for them, man. There's like it's like you look at it. It's like, <laughs> there are no tolerances yeah. on an AK. It's just like <laughs> fucking throw some metal together and hopefully it runs. Yeah, um, and then uh, dude, the the Velcro holsters too. The the Velcro backing. Uh, a lot of people ask me that too. Like, how do you how do you run your gun in a Vertex bag? And I use those. But I have two of them, and I interchange them all the time. So I should uh, contract you and have you make product videos for me explaining that stuff, so I don't have to. <laughs> I could. Yeah, hundred percent. I just need like I need a need a separate playlist on YouTube that Des uses. Or we link on one on the actual website. That you just send it. Yeah, people. here you go. Like I'm. This uh, is this holster. This is that holster. I made. I got so many questions about how to set the secondary, how to set this holster up on like with a Safari Land mounting kit on a on a Molly belt. So I just said, screw it, made a whole video on it. And that video's got like 25,000 views. Yeah. Dude, if, if you, I mean, I would have to come to Vegas for like two weeks or something. But if you like scripted for each product, like what exact things you wanted to hit on, I could fucking totally do that. We'll talk about it later. Cool. All right. Uh, anything you want to plug? Anything you got going on? Instagram, YouTube, buy some holsters. Use code Talon sent me. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that was it. That's it? All right, cool. Go, go to Venture Munitions, too. We're going to go down there right now and pick up some guns. Yeah. Um, Can we say that on here or no? Yeah. yeah fuck <laughs> I mean, dude, YouTube, eh, fuck, fuck them. Um, side Productions, we have we just released two new products on the website, not the shirt that I'm wearing right now, but uh, new shirt design, new hat design, and hopefully they're sold out by now because they would have been live for, like, the weekend. But, yeah, check that stuff out. And I guess that's going to be all for today. If you are new here, consider subscribing. We are doing this every week. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you in the next one.